What's up, everybody? Welcome to the LTC Bowling Show. I'm your host, J.R. Raymond, and today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, that nagging topic, which is actually one of the most important topics of bowling, which is your surface. Uh, the bowling ball surface, the RA and RS values uh, that go into the bowling ball. So we're going to kind of explain that a little bit while we talk a little bit about the reviews that are coming up as well. So uh, let's get into this here in one minute. Stay tuned. All right, so when we're talking about the RS and the RA values, I'm going to go ahead and read the description for you. It's pretty simple. It's uh, The RA is the measure of microscopic spikes on a bowling ball surface, and then the RS measures the different or the distance between those spikes. Uh, so what we're trying to figure out is what is the optimum depth and distance we want those spikes or the grit to be. You know, that's what it is when they're talking about, you know, the, the from 180 all the way up to four or 5,000 grit. That's what they're kind of referring to is, you know, finer grits that give you closer spikes. But when we talk, when we're talking about using Aberlon and stuff, usually you don't get those spikes to be very deep with those, uh, with the higher grits. So what we want to do is we want to try to figure out a way to get deep spikes and get them close together. Uh, and what that will generally do is get the ball to be a little bit cleaner through the front. Um, so we kind of look at it like like snow tires, you know, like snow tires have those big, uh, deep grooves in the tires uh, and they're separated. They're pretty widespread. So that way they dig into the snow, into the ice or whatever it is you're driving on that could be slippery. Um, same thing with, you know, with bowling balls. If we have big, deep grooves in the bowling ball by using like a 180 grit sandpaper, um, then they're, it's going to dig in and they're pretty spread out because you get those, uh, I don't know if anybody's ever looked at, you know, certain grits of paper or certain grits of Aberlon pads. Um, you get to that lower grit and you start to see, uh, you can see the, how spread out it is and how much more rough it is. Um, so like, it's like grains of salt on there that are like glued on there basically to shred into the ball. Uh, and they're spread out when it's a lower grit. And then they're real close together and it's a little bit smoother as you go to the higher grits. So again, with the tire reference, if you put all those big, even if you have, you know, big deep grooves in there and you put them close together, you're not going to see the traction that you would if those grooves are, you know, further apart. Um, so same thing with bowling. We're trying to get those grooves to be as deep as we can. Obviously, we're not going to get them to go down to the core, but we're trying to get them to be as deep as we can and get them as close as we can. And the reason for that is then we don't have to worry about the ball hooking in the front part of the lane. Now, the ball hooking in the front part of the lane is generally not a good thing. We're not really looking for that unless we're bowling on something shorter. Uh, so I've been kind of experimenting and playing around with some surface prep type you know, situations using diamond pads and using other surfaces to to try to figure out what I can do. And I know some of the tricks that a lot of people say they do is, you know, they'll take like 500 to a ball and then they'll just polish on top of it. But the problem with that is, is yeah, you're putting the, you know, the deep wide grooves in it, but then you're just filling those grooves with the polish. Um, so the polish kind of gets it through the front a little bit, but then it makes it real blah down lane. You're not seeing a whole lot because that polish is just filling the pores or those grooves in the bowling ball. So the goal behind this whole thing is, you know, for in most situations is we're looking for deep grooves and we want them to be closer together. Now the closer together, now think of driving down a road that has a bunch of, you know, little potholes that are real close together. If you drive super slow, you're going to feel those potholes. You know, you're going to hit them and you're just going to roll into them and you're going to feel them really hard on the car. Now, if you're driving faster, you're not going to feel those. And basically you scoot over it. So it's like hydroplaning almost. 
if that makes sense. I'm trying to give you as many different ways to look at this as I can to make it make sense. Uh, and I don't even know that it makes sense in my head, but we're trying to get there. So uh, I, I started to do uh, with, the, with the conversation with uh, Billy Sullivan. He's out of the Indianapolis area. You know, he's been talking to me for a few months now about these you know, surface prep changes that he's trying to do um, and getting bowling balls to be a little bit more true uh, to make deeper grooves a little bit closer and further apart and been doing some research on you know what can what can happen with ball motion if we were to do one or the other and I think it's pretty well known that like I said before the deeper the grooves you know the more traction the further apart those grooves the even more traction you get then and then you get them closer together you kind of hydroplane over it a little bit and then the traction takes over there at that at the end of the pattern so with me having issue with early hook a lot of times, I'm trying to find surfaces that I can get the ball to scoop through the front and then still have a good motion down lane. So I want deep grooves closer together. Um, and a way I've been kind of accomplishing that, I'm seeing it, is by taking it like on a Haas machine. Most pro shops have one. Uh, and then you use the diamond pads, which is a super fine, I mean, it's a deep groove, but it's a super fine pad and it's not even really a pad they're like they're like a disc that are super firm you know there's no give to it so it's literally cutting the ball um it makes when i when i leave it on there for 20 minutes or so and keep it circulating it makes the the labels on the bowling ball smooth out you know so you don't feel them except for you know like a motive ball who already have smooth labels but most bowling balls have those labels that are a little bit deeper because they're you know engraved into the bowling ball so it smooths those out a little bit uh, and makes the bowling ball even a little bit more round than what they are. I say that because, I mean, we know there's imperfections in the way manufacturing happens. Not all the bowling balls come at, you know, perfectly round spheres, you know. So there, there may be some minute flat spots that you really don't see in those bowling balls. Um, so this is one of those ways that kind of trues it up, takes, it, takes care of that issue um, that may happen from time and time. And, and I think maybe that's one of the reasons why we, we run into bowling balls that are kind of like what we would consider duds. Or maybe that one rolls funny and then you drill a new one and it rolls good uh, and you can't figure out why. You know, we always think maybe the mass bias is out of, you know, out of whack or out of place or something, mismarked, whatever it may be. Um, but I think a lot of it has to do with if, if you see a minute flat spot like in your track area based on how you laid it out it may cause some issues with how the ball rolls where like i've had bowling balls where you know i'd drill one and it looks like it's real lopy like it looks like it's just lagging down the lane it's like wah 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 and, and then i drill another one like because everybody else loves it and i drill another one and all of a sudden now with the same type of layout it revs up and it gets through the lane now it's like wah 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 you know trying to make the noise so you guys can <laughs> kind of hear visualize what i'm trying to say but uh, I, I wonder if that's kind of what the issue is, is if maybe we're seeing little flat spots on certain bowling balls. You know, and, and when I say flat spots, I don't mean actually flat. I mean just like lower spots on the bowling ball because they're not true 100% spheres in most cases. So when we take it to the Haas machine and we put it on the diamond pads, now you're putting really deep grooves in it. And then with the diamond pads, generally you are putting, you know, close deep grooves. 
um, and then what I found works best and it's kind of similar to what the the 500 grit polish is but I would do the diamond pads thousand then polish and it seems to be giving me that cleanliness through the front and the pop down lane I did it with the emerald vibe you're gonna see in a video uh, where I do the emerald vibe versus the uh, the VIP and you're gonna see the difference in the in, in what you see in the snap or the, the the pop down lane compared to the VIP or even what you saw with that trend uh, I know today at 10 a.m. we posted that we're gonna post the uh, the trend versus the VIP so tomorrow you'll see the emerald vibe not the emerald vibe I'm sorry I don't mean the vibe I mean the emerald IQ silly me um, but you're gonna see that going down the lane and you'll notice that there's quite a bit of difference down lane motion compared to the VIP because I did change the surface of the emerald and did exactly what I'm talking about. And I did the same thing with the nuclear cell. The nuclear cell for me was quite a bit earlier than I had expected. It was overall a ton of hook. It just it hooked too much. Didn't get a chance to use it a lot. So I redid it in this fashion. And I'm gonna try that out here um, come Monday. And we're gonna go test it out and check it out and see what we can come up with. But I think I've we've we've gotten it narrowed down pretty good on how we can get that type of ball reaction. And maybe the 500, uh, you know, polish on top works for some people. Uh, for me, I feel like I need, you know, even lower surface because I think the diamond grip pads end up getting, I don't even remember what he said the surface turns out to be, but man, it, it's super dull. It, it gets really dull and it's really gritty. So maybe one time I'll, I'll take a bowling ball fresh off of the diamond pads and go throw it on the lane just to see what it does. It's probably going to hook at my toe and then just go in the left gutter because, I mean, it, it's it's a lot of surface. You know, and, and that's that's kind of the goal we're looking for with when we're bowling, especially on the tougher patterns, is we're trying to figure out how we can use as much surface as possible to, you know, create as much motion as possible without it being unpredictable or without it being, you know, you know crazy. Um, so... My issue has been, I've always been felt like I've locked, been locked into using weaker equipment. And I think this is why, is because I use the weaker equipment um, because it gets through the front of the lane a little bit better for me, but then it's not a strong enough bowling ball to get through the pins. It doesn't have a strong enough core or engine to be able to get through the pins. So uh, this kind of has helped me to be able to use some of these stronger engines to uh, get it through the front and still be able to retain some energy down lane and make the right motion down lane. So, I think uh, I think we're onto something here, and I, I attribute a lot of this, uh, you know, success that I've had over the last few weeks to this because this is what I've been doing with bowling balls, and uh, you know that bloody ocean, for example. That's that's a prime example right there of of a ball that gives me that reaction that I didn't see out of anything else because um, it was super clean through the front, but still had enough down lane to get it done. Whereas when I had like the afterburner, the pinup afterburner that was just super shiny, you know, it was clean but then it was unpredictable down lane you know i didn't know what was really going to happen with it it was either super sharp or sometimes it, it hit the friction and went a little bit too early now having the higher surface grit like we're talking about here makes that a little bit more predictable um so i guess what i'm saying is when you're when you're putting your arsenal together you kind of want to play you know pay attention to what you're doing uh, surface wise you know from ball to ball to ball you don't always want it to be you know sharp down lane sometimes you're going to want something like that vip that's going to be a little bit more mid lane action and then you go to something like the trend which is going to be a little bit cleaner and more down lane reaction you know so having options like that is always a really good thing and uh and then having something like an emerald uh iq which will get you you know a little bit more down lane reaction but still that mid-range look 
Uh, you'll notice that the VIP and the Emerald IQ are actually real similar in the first 40 feet of the lane, but not very similar down lane. Down lane, that Emerald is actually quite a bit stronger than the VIP. You know, so you're gonna see these things a little bit here, a little bit later. Uh, in these reviews coming up. And I also, I've got, you know, some of the Brunswick stuff finally showed up at the house. So I'm gonna be drilling all that next week. We're gonna be doing those reviews. I don't even know what's in the box. I'll have to go and look. Hopefully it's all the good ones, but we'll see. Or maybe it's all of them. I don't know, there was four balls in there. So I'm not even, I don't even remember which, uh, probably that, that melee uh, blood red one was one of them probably in there. Um, and then whatever the other ones were, I'm not sure. So maybe you guys can let me know. But hey, make sure, uh, anybody on YouTube right now, make sure to subscribe, hit that like button, that comment button, comment below. You know, what do you do with your surfaces? Anybody on the podcast, hit that message button and message me. Uh, if you're on Anchor uh, or any of the other podcasts, try to get in touch with me through the podcast itself. Uh, and let me know, you know, what kind of surface adjustments do you make? What works for you? Do you do what I just talked about with uh, 500,000? Or are you strictly trying to keep it, you know, at higher grit with a little bit of polish to really make it super clean. You know, what is it that you do that works for you? Um, but make sure to subscribe, follow along, hit that like button, uh, hit that notification bell. Um, but that's all I got for you today. I just kind of want to jump on and talk about surface prep a little bit and what I've been doing to change things just a pinch to get me a little bit better ball reaction overall uh, compared to what I had before. Now, uh, those bowling balls, I think a lot of it is out of box too taking bowling balls out of box right when I get them and not changing them to a surface that I would prefer, I think, uh, you know, made the difference in seeing reactions that I really didn't want to see. Um, because that's just, let's be honest, most manufacturers are making bowling balls for the masses, you know, for the league bowler. League bowlers are the, or, you know, the, the general bowler are the ones that are buying most of these bowling balls. So the ball reactions have to fit what they're looking for. And most of them are looking for that skid flip type of ball reaction, you know? So they're trying to fit the spectrum, you know, they're trying to get bowling balls all around all the spectrum, you know, have some early stuff, have some later stuff, have some mid lane stuff. And, and most companies do a very good job with that. So um, don't think that, you know, I'm gonna say that anybody doesn't do the right thing. That's, that's just not true. Um, but I think uh, when it comes to surface prep and stuff like that, you really need to pay attention. And I, I have a hard time believing that it's possible to get the ball back to surface uh, of what they come from the factory. So I think changing it to something that you know you can get it back to uh, is a pretty good idea as well. Because if you like the ball reaction, getting it back there after it lane shines and all that stuff after you have a bunch of games on it makes it a little bit more difficult uh, if you don't have it at a surface that you already know or that you uh, the pads that you have at the at the shop or at the pro shop or wherever you you go at the bowling center in your bag whatever you know so but that's all I got for you today uh, again make sure to subscribe follow along do all that good jazz and share this for me I'm trying to get the word out about this podcast um, but sh make sure you share for me if you could uh, anybody that wants to support the channel over at anchor.fm, you can hit that support button. And I appreciate every little bit that you guys do. Keeps it possible and makes it a little bit more worthwhile to do this for you, other than just giving you as much info about you know what I'm trying to do as well. So uh, until next time, guys, I'm out of here. We'll see you guys later. Take care.